There it is. Welcome to the Stupidly Small Podcast. Wednesday, December 10, 2014. I'm not Stu Farrell, I'm Lauren Clark. Sitting next to me, rather confusingly, see if you can keep up, is Stu Farrell. Not Lauren Clark. Hey, nice shirt. Thank you very much. I bought this from the op shop. Did you go to the op shop yesterday? No, I didn't. I was, uh, well, yesterday, no, but I was just uh, farting around, you know, and, uh, but... This is yesterday, you mean? Yes, and it's nice of you to men- mention my clothing, and it's nice to get compliments, Lauren, mm. uh, because I've been feeling a little emasculated, and oh. uh, there's a time in every man's life where... How does anybody emasculate you, Stu Farrell? Well, I'll sh- tell you how. <laughs> you rig something up on the back of the car, yeah, and you ask me to reverse it. So, uh, what But that's ha- the blokiest thing in the world. Oh, now, see that compliment you just gave me? It's been wiped off the ledger. I'm back to uh, feeling like Why? an ant. Oh, because you well, couldn't no, do look, it. The one, the unspoken thing. What did you have to do? Sorry, take me through it. All right, I had to go and hook up a caravan yeah. onto the back of a friend's car, yeah, and drive it somewhere, yeah, and then park it, yeah. And it all went swimmingly. I felt I was feeling a million bucks. Rigged it up, yeah. put chains on the thing, connected the the blinkers and the stoplights, yeah, and then um, we got to the destination, yeah, and I couldn't just drive into the spot. I had to reverse it. And for the next 10 or so minutes, it was, oh, it was no. like a zigzag. <laughs> and it's the one thing in a man's life. It's the unspoken thing, all right, that he will not be considered a man no. until he can reverse a caravan. Now, okay. and look, I don't want to be sexist. You're an idiot. But it, it, it is a dude's domain. Oh, <laughs> no. I thought... Things are going quite well for you there. I was going to go with you on mm-hmm. the whole, yeah, isn't it annoying when you're trying to do a three-point turn with a thing on the back of the... Yeah. What the hell has any of that got to do with gender? Well, no. Well, you it, are it's, it's an implied straight thing. out of the 1950s. I thought you were going to say 1990s. I would have taken that. No. Hmm. No. You're not... For, for a start, you're not rollerblading. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I think about when I think about the 90s. That's rollerblading. Sad. That is um, sad. Hey... You can't say, you know, you can't say I'm not a sexist butt anymore. You can't say I'm not a racist butt. I'm not well, a it's sexist butt. Get out of jail free card. I know. I'm not homophobic butt. I'm not a sexist, but I'm going to say something that's overtly sexist. This is what I. This is what I mean. Having a qualifier at the start is a is a linguistic trick that is used uh, across the board now. It's used by politicians. It's used in social media a hell of a lot because people are able to sort of be themselves without mm. without having to be She's revealed. She's by racists quite a lot. It's used by racists and homophobes and sexists and all of the fa- all of the wonderful breeds of humans that we love so much. But it's used. I even think it's used with um, you know things like. Like it's not just bad stuff. It's also to make you well. It kind of is to make yourself look less bitchy. So if you say something like, um, I've I've said this before, but if you mm. say something like, um, I love her to death, but you know that you just she's just going to absolutely be like torn to shreds in the next. I part love of her to death, but I don't, I, I you haven't heard that one. That is a you hear you overhear that. Is it when you're talking about? So you used, used her, so I'll continue with that. Yeah. Is it uh, whether you're talking about your mum or your partner or yeah. just anyone? Anyone. Okay. You saw, like, but if they're a friend or whatever, you say, "I love her to death, 
but but I wish she was dead. Yeah, like, but but um, you know, but but she's a absolute blah 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 when she blah blah blahs. Like, just absolutely but take that, them to that pieces. That could also be an acknowledgement of a person's flaws, yet you still accept them. I know, but it's a very fine line, and I think it's used a lot as a get out of jail free card, like you said. Hmm. You don't really think backing into a thing is a man's domain. No, but well, I, 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 it's anyone's domain. Okay, but yeah. once upon a time, the driving duties yeah. were conducted by the male. Yeah, I'm talking. We are talking right. 1950s, though. Oh, like when, when it comes to reversing trailers, I don't know. I'm thinking I'm talking about 2008 here. Oh my god, that's a, that's a relatively new one. And um, no, look, I'm not a sexist butt. You are a sexist butt. I'm actually not. You're a sexist butt. That's uh, what you are. But, so, did you? Uh, did a woman come and help you? Uh, no, there was a, a woman in the passenger seat, though, uh, making uh, some very patronising comments. Like, oh, you're she doing, sounds excellent. You're doing a great job. Just, oh, no, look, don't worry. Just pull back out. You're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> you know, it's, it's supposed to move that way. It's do you know do what? Mm. The worst thing when you're parking anything, um, like a, thing, a big van or a little thing or whatever, yeah. if you are trying to do something slightly complicated, um, how... I think, you know, in diving, when there are degrees of difficulty, yes. I reckon the degree of difficulty goes up like four points or something as soon as there's somebody watching slash helping you. No, well, see, look, much like George Costanza, I can parallel park like a demon. So can I. I'm, I'm a like, great I, parallel I can get into parker. a spot yeah. that's half the size of my car yeah. <laughs> in one go, yeah. right? That's easy. One-handed. One-handed. That hand on the steering wheel goes... Oh, just gliding yeah. around. God, it's a good feeling. But add a trailer to the mix... Right. And you're dealing with a different day. But even so, I'm not I'm not talking about how great you are at parking. I'm talking about the fact that if there is suddenly somebody there helping you mm. and here's we here we go. You want to talk about sexism? Mm. I will be approaching a park and there'll be a bloke standing on a footpath. I can do the park with my eyes closed. That guy will always go, Yeah, I'll help you out, love. Come back, you come back, you come. Come on, yeah, that's it. No, in there, in there. And as soon as he's there, the fury at him and what everything that that represents, plus the fact that somebody's watching me slash trying to help me park, will make me a worse parker. Look, I don't mean to rain on your parking parade here, but I have been in a car multiple times with you, and you you are prone to the foot gap between the car door and the gutter. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? I so, often park in the middle of the road. So the, but, yeah, so but, the gentleman has <laughs> probably seen that and goes, uh, this person's going to so be what? killed getting Guess out of the car. Guess what? Guess who he wouldn't help? You. Yes, he would. Nah. No oh. way. Nowhere near as – no, I'm not, I'm not talking, gee, she's struggling and she needs a hand or he's struggling he needs a hand. Mm. I'm talking I'm not even near the park yet and he's already got his little uh, – you know, he's, he's looking like a – what are they called? Air traffic controller. Going, yeah, mm hmm, up here, down, back through here. No, just take it from me, darling. You'll be okay. You're the Remain type calm, that would punch breathe. someone in the guts for opening a door for you? No, not at all. Mm. Sure. I think it's a little ridiculous that, like, when I, when I was living in the States, men would hold doors open for women and women wouldn't hold doors open for men. And men, you, there could be somebody who'd be 100 metres ahead of you and he'd open the door and he'd turn around and he'd wait. And you'd be like holding like ten nice. hundred bags and like running to catch up to get to the thing because 
But you weren't oh, supposed I think you to. You should do- hurry. He's taking the time to hold the door for you. But then you weren't supposed to do that for him. Like, what the hell? Who says that? Like, that's what how it works. So if you were to hold a door for a gentleman. Um, Be deeply weird. You think? In the States, for sure. Or perhaps it was only Boston because they're, you know, New Englanders. But well, the States have got it together, though. You know, like as far as the societal uh, norms. Oh, yeah. No, uh, they're the laws. Of, oh, I yeah. Mean, so I don't think we should be so quick to judge. Really? Yeah. I don't think we're so quick. Is this the person who refuses to, who, like, m- murders people on site for saying pavement instead of footpath? I didn't say I want to be a part of American culture. Mm, I said I, I can look. Just did. I can look from afar and go, well, okay, you do that quite well. Um, we've got our own way of doing things, but I'm I'm sure that we'll adapt in, in some ways. No, the, I the, think what you're doing is you're qualifying. You're saying I don't want to disagree with you, but <laughs> you disagreed. You, I think you, you're being a, uh, you're sort of being racist, uh, and you you didn't even say I don't want to be a racist, but but you are being racist in why? your own special way because you're judging. You're the one who's like. Everything we do is American. What country do we live in? That's like, true. who even are we? Like, what's, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't do that. Okay. You're the one who's, you're the cultural imperialist in the room. Well, I just like to uh, keep it pure. I'm not a racist, but. Stupid. Now, Loz, mm. uh, I'm not a critic, but uh, I watched the end of the, of an era. In fact, here in Australia, on Australian television, 28 years of a couple of uh, well-known film reviewers, mm. Margaret Pomerantz and David Strasberger, whatever his name was. <laughs> Stratton, yeah. 28 years of salami. And um, <laughs> it, it was their final show. Yeah. And it's always a dicey one, the, the last of anything. You know, it's always, um, well, in some ways, it's going to be, ha- it's not going to be how you remembered, but a lot of people would like it to, you know, you've got to choose. It's going to be low key, it's going to be high key, it's going to be party, you're going to cry, mm. you're going to carry on like a two bob watch, you're going to do it in style. Right, yeah. Uh, they did it okay. Yeah. But one thing that stuck out to me last night watching it, and it was introduced with a bit of fanfare, I think David uh, Strasberg said, uh, <laughs> oh, and the part you've all been waiting for, and I'm going, oh, what's that? And uh, the bloopers. Oh, yeah. And I sat there and watched this, and I'd like to hear your opinion on... Do you think the blooper has jumped the shark? The the blooper has jumped the shark. Mm. It, bloopers aren't funny. No. Because... Um, it, it's like being at a party that you're not invited to, uh, or, or watching someone else's home movies. Yeah. Like... Um, but also, there's something about the fact that we know bloopers are meant to be funny that instantly makes them... Like, I cross my arms and go, uh-huh, make it funny, come on. Well, the other thing... Bloopers are only funny if the person in the blooper is perhaps getting hurt. Now it's, it's really gone. We've got we've had to head to the extreme blooper because uh, uh, you know your blooper, uh, your stock standard blooper. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say blooper one more time. Yeah, your stock standard blooper is um, you know just the actor or the host doing their line and fluffing it and yeah. just going. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There you go. <laughs> and then it goes boop. And then next take, <laughs> fluff their light, <laughs> and then and then maybe add to that mix a bit of the crew and cast laughing. Yeah. Boop. Yeah. Take three. Blooper, crew, cast, co-host, everyone's falling yeah. out. You're going, what? And this, often this the joke mistakes. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, and so it's an in-joke that you're mm. not invited to, which is where you get that That's sense right. It's of an in-joke not being you're not invited to. It's a party mm. that you sort of showing up and you don't know anyone at. Yeah. And you're sitting there watching it on the promise yeah. of it going to be funny. Yeah. 
I mean, the name itself, blooper, yeah. is funny. And that's why I say to you, Lauren, yes. extreme bloopers. Oh, yeah. So stuff where you, you – know, I'm just thinking about it now. It's making me smile. <laughs> but like if David Strasberg was standing there, right? <laughs> going to stop calling him that. With yeah. Margaret Pomerantz. Yeah. And, um, you know, for instance, they're going, oh, and Titanic, what a fantastic – and that Leonardo DiCaprio, he's quite the catch. And uh, all of a sudden like a forklift came through and like just hit, the, like, hit them or busted <laughs> through the back of the set. That would be a blooper, you know? What is it about – physical comedy that I mean that sort of thing that is so hilarious like I once was at the gym Mm. (laughs) on a treadmill and I tripped (laughs) made you happy (laughs) I tripped on the treadmill most comically and went off the back yeah and I could not stop laughing like so you're not supposed to laugh it's everyone around you they were they were everybody laughed but it was like a it was just the most ridiculous thing, but physical. There is something about that's why you know Australia's home videos is so well, it's the, is still there. Well, is it? I don't know. Like but, on the internet, it lives right, on. You, you know? talk about Australia's funniest home videos or America's funniest home videos or whatever. Yeah. What is the the evergreen? What is the one video that never fails to please? Um, in that context, yeah. It's the footy and Does the nuts. It involve nuts? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. It's yeah. like young kid waddling <laughs> I was up thinking to dad it was or something. Cricket bat in the nuts or something. Oh, cricket bat in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> My no, God. The, the action what of. What's wrong with you? Well, I've seen this. I'm imagining a specific video. I'm going to look it up. Cricket bat to the nuts. No, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, it's usually a, a lesser or, or younger or smaller person yeah. with a ball. Yeah. Um, and then proud. Other bigger person with set of um, bigger things, oh. and being kicked or uh, right. launched into, and yeah, then yeah. it's got the yeah, type yeah, of yeah. thing and, and and canned laughter. So, so you would have appreciated a little more of that from Strasbourg and Pomerantz. Well, like I said, like a bit of um, a bit of physical bloopers from yeah. those two. Like if one of Margaret's ears had fallen off, cause you, you get the feeling like they're stuck <laughs> on, you know. And we're going, Margaret. So, and it, the ear just drops off. <laughs> Take two. You know, something like that right. would have made yes, it a bit I more funny. Have, yes. But see, I think it's seeing someone hurt. Mm. Well, not hurt. Seeing someone getting smacked. Yeah. But sort of being able to laugh it off. Yeah. That that's an extreme-ish blooper. But the the bad ones are if they, they sort of go beyond comedy. Yeah. And it's more like uh, yeah, they do vi- violence. They trans, they transgress <laughs> into a they do. Well, it's like if you got the skier flying down the run, and then they, you know, it's all right in cartoons. Yeah, but if you're flying into a tree, oh no, that you know, and then just yeah. like lying there, and it's where it's where that jackass type humour. Oh, I can't stand. See, I can't stand jackass. Absolutely can't go near anything like that because I find it malicious. Right, whereas. Because mm. it has this sort of malicious intent. Well, but they're doing it to themselves. But I don't care. No, half the time they're not. Half the time it involves other people and like the crowd, you know, they crowd. do it. They do it. But there are other people there who are like, oh, God, I'm horrified. And that's part of the point. And, but those people think it's real. No, that's, that's pranks. Jackass used to be like uh, Steve, I think Steve-O would, um, he'd be in a room. Tie himself to a thing. And yeah, like and like nail his cods to a plank right. and then they'd send a cow into, I don't know, you know, like, and they'd do all this weird stuff, but they'd be doing it to each other. 
Whereas right. Tom Green, for instance, yeah. used to have the Tom Green show. And he would – and same with Mario – not Mario Rubicola. He's from off. Um, Mario, well, what's his name? Half these people you're talking about, I have no idea. Okay, well, he used to be, I think, part of the – he was the skateboarder. He used to be part of the um, Jackass gang as well. Yeah. And they'd give their parents – these almighty scares and hard yeah, see, times. That, see, like, I can't, that's, they'd I can't be screamed by sneaking to the parents' room and pouring a bucket of oh. paint on them or, oh. you know, I can't stringing even, up the car onto the roof and I and can't just even laughing. stand that. I can't even stand it when, you know, on radio stations where they ring somebody and they, and they prank them. Mm. I can't stand that. But like what, they ring up a florist and pretend that they're ordering like. A, well, they're not too. They're not smart though. But what do you think of the Jerky Boys when they did? See, I don't they even had, know who that is. Who, oh who are the Jerky Boys? Well, they 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 were like the US. Uh, they they have characters, and they'd ring up uh, like characters. I think it was Frank Rizzo, and he, he'd have a strong sort of New York accent, swearing and 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 carrying on, and the people on the other end of the phone would eventually become so riled up or so befuddled. Yeah. Uh, that it would in some ways be funny right? because it wasn't cruel. Yeah. Um, there's other versions of it online now uh, that are – we were speaking about racism just a minute ago, but that are probably borderline racist mm. because there is a borderline white guy maybe racist. putting on an Asian accent. Okay, so that's full racist, right? Okay. Full blown. Full, that's the full, full the full metal jacket. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. they're racist. Yeah. But they're <clears> – <throat> can I ask you this question? Oh, God. No, no, seriously, because I just want your explanation. Yeah. Do you, do you think putting on an accent for comedic purposes is racist? I think putting on an accent um, for the purposes of ha, 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 that person's from a different culture, how stupid is that, mm-hmm. is pretty racist. No, but if... You know? Yeah. Like it's I, hard to explain what I mean, but yeah, okay. Um, some Some comedians, like, who was a comedian... Who we saw once, you and I, and the, and he was talking about accents, and he was a white guy talking about China. Anyway, oh, he was Des fantastic. Bishop. Is it Des Bishop? Des Bishop? Yeah, but he he was living in China. He was living in China, but he did this great thing about how um, if you are doing it, he said all the um, Chinese. Uh, mates of his would go, uh, please say you're doing the accent. They like, love it. You know, whereas it's racist here. Well, that is, um, in my view, a, a really good demonstration of what why it is racist. But if the Chinese are loving this Irish-American comedian in, doing a Chinese yeah, accent. In China with a majority Chinese audience. Right. So you, you think that's okay? Uh, yeah. If, they, if, if he is... Uh, doing it, understanding the kind of the cultural nuances around him, mm. and using those to uh, point out sort of uh, all these different things, which is what he was doing. Then, then that is one thing. But if he's going to a white culture and he's going, "Ha ha, check this out," and it, it is no, quite often yeah. to belittle and um, and kind of point and laugh at that culture being stupid. Like if you didn't do it in that accent, yeah. What would the point be? Okay. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I take that point then. I do take that point. But um, but anyway, all this, all the stuff, anything where they're like, you know, that context of that racist guy you were talking about where um, you're ringing up, you know, you're playing a prank, you're mm. playing a joke and somebody, the point of the joke is that that person doesn't know something that you and the audience know 
I just, it's, it just it's almost a form of bullying. My f- yeah, it is. My my shoulders are up around my ears. But at the same time, if the reaction of the person has been pranked or punked or plomped, uh, funted, whatever yeah. you call it, at the end, like, would you say Candid Camera is a cruel show? Yeah, couldn't stand it. Fair income. Yeah, couldn't stand Candid Camera. <laughs> just, my blood pressure just goes up. Even as a kid? No, as a kid, I was less empathetic to the people in the thing. I think, you know, who are but it's it's thing. hardly nasty. Like there'd be a fifty dollar note tied to a piece of fishing line, and they just show the person. Those chasing ones it down not the so street. bad. Well, Alan Funt and the gang never had anything nasty on their show. Candid What's Alan Funt. Alan Funt was the host of Candid Camera. Oh, really? How do you know that? <laughs> what do you mean? Everyone knows that. Do they? Yes. And no. that, that show was a family show that wasn't nasty. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, perhaps Candid Camera did do, but like, but I, it's a fine line. What about punked? If you're a celebrity and you're, you're being, having a prank pulled on you. I can't stand it. Any pranks, I can't stand Even it. on a celebrity, extreme, and then they come out the end and they, because nah. you know what, it became a badge of honour to get punked for yeah, these people because it meant they were, oh, I'm a big enough celebrity to get punked. Yeah, gross. Everything about that is grotesque. <laughs> oh, you just don't understand the culture of celebrity. Oh, like you do. Well, I sort of do, actually. Why? Uh, well... Well, I'll tell you next time. But uh, I just will finish by saying yeah. congrats to David and Margaret. Oh, yeah. Hey, we started talking about them. <laughs> you were saying how you didn't like them or you wanted to get run over by a forklift. But, what? Um, congrats to them. And also, mm. just as an aside, yeah. if you're going to do montages, oh, yeah. they've got to be good. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't do – montages almost jump the shark too, like particularly with music that's moving underneath it. Is that what it was? No, it was like snaps, like, like five second snaps of interviews and stuff. Oh, spoke to this guy. Spoke to this guy. Hey, oh. you know, it was like, oh, come oh. on. Anyway, a, a fantastic career. Yeah, ruined by the after party. And Is that what you're Margaret's saying? ears falling off. <laughs> Stupid. Lauren. Mm. Tidbit time. Oh, Love a little tidbit, and today's <laughs> is a good one around this time of year. You might think it'd be good for Easter, but in fact, uh, Christmas yeah. is a time where we we exchange gifts. So some people do, mm. and you give chocolates. Okay, oh, yeah, well, some it, people do. The Chris- oh, come on, the Christmas chocolates. Yeah, there's usually a chocolate that, around. What well, did you like? Didn't you used to have like the hanging Christmas chocolate on the tree? No, covered in foil. No. And the Christmas um, sticks, the peppermint uh, canes? Candy canes. Candy called. canes? Yeah. Uh, no, we don't call them candy canes. Uh, it's an American do this. term. Yeah, you're right? ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, little tidbit today, mm. Lauren Clark, yeah. is when eating beautiful chocolates, I'll drop a name here because I was eating a box of these during the week. A uh, whole box? Well, I shared that. I mean, you know, the good chocolates only have a, it's like, it's a quality over quantity. Yeah. Like, it's not like a bucket of chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like individual six beautifully bits, right? handcrafted. Mm. Yeah. Or, or 24. And uh, <laughs> so we had this beautiful chocolatier assortment nice. of uh, chocolates. Yeah. And um, I, the tidbit is, mm. I was watching the person I was eating the chocolates with, and they were trying to do, eat it like a Mars bar, right? Just little bits at a time. Mm. I said, Do you know no. how you eat your Mars bars? Uh, I used to, in fact, I used to chew the outside of the whole Mars bar off and then leave the uh, caramel and nougat. A lot of people did that as kids. Did they? Tell me you were a kid. Once upon a time. 
No, but I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, tell me you did it when you were a kid. Uh, yeah. You didn't do this yeah, yeah. like when like you were I used working. to visit my nan once a week right. and she'd give us a Mars bar. Right. Right? So we kept going back. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. you've got to eat a good quality chocolate or anything in one mouthful. All in one what? to get the whole experience. No. Yes, you don't savour these things. You savour no. it as a whole. Don't dispute the tidbit. Today's tidbit is Why if you're eating you, good why? quality chocolate, eat it as a whole. Because you get the way the, the uh, chocolate maker intended, all elements coming together as one. But I'm somebody who likes separate elements. That's why I like well, Japanese food. You... They separate all the stuff out so that there's like rice and then there's this and then there's this. And you can add them together if you like, but... We're not talking about Japanese food. We're talking about chocolate today. <sighs> Tomorrow's tidbit can be when eating Japanese, <laughs> eat it separately for all I care. <laughs> this is chocolate. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You can have that advice for free. Now, right. yeah. something you can't get for free, mm. but something you should probably spend the money on, yes. is a good quality uh, piece of skin care. Not a good quality piece of skin. Something to care for your skin. Yeah. Anyway, this week's sponsor of the Stupidly Small Podcast mm. is Electric Body. And uh, Lauren, you have in front of you a jar or a pump pack of their Skin Alexa. Mm. I'm telling you, this stuff is magic. And you know where you should put it? Right? On your magical no. bits. Yeah. Your magical bits? <laughs> I don't know. Your eyes, your neck, your hair, your lips, your feet, your toes, your heels, your hands, your elbows, cuticles, dry skin, after the sun, baby skin, decolletage. Wow, decolletage. 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 After shaving, color skin, pregnant women, or any areas that need some TLC, maybe like your magic bits. Anyway, this stuff Mm. is magic. Uh, We were lucky enough to grab some. Yep. And love it. Love it. Love it. And it's uh, all ingredients. All ingredients. (laughs) All natural ingredients. It's got lots of ingredients. All natural ingredients. None of the bad (laughs) stuff, right? No. And... uh, it's got more antioxidants, more power, and more magic. Head to electricbody.com.au. See exactly what we're talking about. If you could even make sense of that, mm. you're a better man than I am. And uh, don't forget, if you are a stupidly small listener, make sure you put in stupidly small in the coupon part of the page and you get 10% off. That's pretty awesome. It's very awesome. And thank you to them for being so awesome and being our sponsor. Shop online, electricbody.com.au. Don't forget, while you're online, head mm. to iTunes. Rate us and give us a comment. Really helps our podcast. How do you get there is you search for Stupidly Small. That's right. Stupidly Small. Small. And just go head to stupidlysmall.com if you want any information. Now, yes. finally, before we get the hell out of mm-hmm. here, we have a party. We do have a party. It's in two days. Are we ready? I'd say no. I'd say no. I'd say a big, 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 big no. But I'm going to ring a donut manufacturer today. <laughs> that sounds promising. Yeah. Sounds like the start of a beautiful friendship, actually. Well, yes, it could be the start of uh, health problems, anything. But yeah. uh, the food is being prepped as we speak. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, it's going to be fresh, just parts of it. Yeah. Uh, the bar is clean, the drinks are ready. All we need is you. It's happening this Friday. This Friday, the 12th of December. And it is uh, kickoff. Is it well? Doors open at seven a.m. Doors at seven, but it's all happening. We've got Leaping Larry Alley's going to MC the whole event. Yep. There's music uh, provided by uh, a guy behind the bar. Yep. And then from about seven thirty, it's going to be talkie time. Seven forty-five, we start the podcast, and you'll be out the door uh, by eight thirty the latest. In fact, you'll be out at twenty past eight by the time we're done. And uh, get on with your day. Half cut, 
full of food. The Stupidly Small Podcast. This Friday at the Workers' Club Corner of Gertrude and Brunswick Street in Fitzroy. We'd love to have you down there. And just send us an email, bigandstupid at stupidlybig.com if you're going to come along just so we know. And we've got plenty of people. So it's going to be a nice, uh, hopefully it's going to be a great little fun morning. So uh, we'd love to have you down there and celebrate our first month of existence and just to see some of you people and meet you in the flesh. Beautiful. Hey, it's Wednesday. It's not bin night anywhere that I know about. So if you need uh, your bin night to be mentioned in Stupidly Bins, let me know. Bye, Stu. See you a lot. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.